السلام عليكم everybody how you doing ان شاء الله everybody okay today's episode is about how to accomplish ramadan goals seven tips from me Now, I do feel like a more accurate title would be how to achieve Ramadan growth because when it boils down, that's what all the goals that we're working on point towards. But for the sake of simplicity and just the fact that I feel like most people view this subject in these words, I'm going to leave it at how to accomplish Ramadan goals. These are seven things that I'm doing or I have done previously to help me accomplish my Ramadan goals. This episode will be more tactical, more tangible to where you guys can hopefully walk away with some information that you'll be able to apply to your Ramadan. I feel like I just said Ramadan like 20 times. You guys, oh my god, in my previous episode, <laughs> what was it called? Uh, the brands de-Islamifying Ramadan. <laughs> I listened to the intro after I posted it. I repeated the title in the first two minutes like literally 30 times <laughs> i just kept rephrasing it in like 12 different ways oh my god i heard it i was like dude this is so embarrassing people are actually gonna hear this. but it already went up so it is what it is i'm still developing my skill as a podcaster so if i end up <laughs> repeating myself please excuse and just act like you didn't hear it anywho a few episodes ago i discussed 12 atypical ramadan goals and that was more of the what this is going to be more of the how and the inspiration behind this episode has a little to do with my history and my past where when I was a kid, I had a much more casual and free-flowing approach to Ramadan goals or growth. I kind of just told myself either like I wanted to pray more or read more Quran or go to the masjid more, but it wasn't as formalized of a system. Whereas when I graduated and I started working in the corporate world as a graphic designer, working on a marketing team where we had a project manager and me as a designer, then we had the writers, the video people, and then the creative directors all working together to accomplish this project or this initiative. That experience taught me how to formalize a goal-based or objective-based system, which I then implemented into my personal life and my Ramadan goals. So a lot of these tips are inspired by my marketing background. (laughs) And if you work in marketing or in advertising or just in general work in the corporate world, then you know what I'm talking about. To quickly go over the tips before we jump into them, number one is going to be to quantify your goals. Number two, document your growth. Number three, tell someone or don't tell someone about your goals. Number four, Be realistic. Base your goals on current circumstances. Number five, give yourself some tough love. Number six, focus on consistency, not bulk. And then number seven, understand the difference between quantitative and qualitative goals. Just so y'all have a general idea of where we are heading in this conversation. The past few episodes have been more discussion-based, so I thought, okay, let's make this one a little bit more tactical, just to balance it out. I also don't even know what y'all think, so if you guys like more of the discussion-based or you like more of like the tips, 
let me know. Depending on where you are listening to this on Spotify, you can leave a message when you swipe up. And obviously on like YouTube or Facebook, you can comment beneath the video. So let us jump right in. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Number one, quantify your goals. So this is me in kind of like my marketing <laughs> mindset. So you have your objective or your goal. For example, to read more Quran. Now that's just the title of the goal. Ideally, it helps to have a number, an indicator, whether you have accomplished that goal or not. So don't just say what I used to say when I was younger, I just want to read more Quran this Ramadan. That's just the objective. How do you read more Quran? To what extent do you read more Quran? So quantifying would look like saying, I want to read 100 pages this Ramadan. I want to read half the Quran or I want to read the entire Quran. So we take the number of pages that we want to read, divide it up by how many days there are in the month, and then that's how many you have to read every single day to achieve that goal. But there is a specific number assigned to that goal, like 100 pages, 200 pages. Another example might be having the goal to do dhikr after every single fard prayer, after the five daily prayers. So five fard prayers times the number of days that we're fasting this year, whether it's 30 or 29, five times 30, 150. So by the end of Ramadan, you can determine whether you have done dhikr 150 times after every single fard prayer or not. When I first started working in marketing, we focused a lot on understanding the difference between an objective and the KPI, key performance indicators. So these are the indicators of whether we have accomplished a goal or not. And so say I worked for a brand to develop their social media channel, one of the objectives might be develop the social media following, which is the general goal, and then quantifying that goal would be by the end of this project or initiative, I want this account to have 10,000 followers, or I want their engagement rate to be at at least 5%. So I basically took that concept, which sounds very simple and kind of common sense, but I had just never formalized this process. And so I took that concept and applied it to my Ramadan goals, and alhamdulillah, it has really helped. And the thing is, you can apply this to pretty much everything. Like even if you want to abstain from backbiting or cursing this entire Ramadan, quantifying that objective might look like going 30 straight days without cursing. And so every night you can mark whether you abstain from cursing or you did not. But the overall objective is to do it for 30 days straight. Not 29, not 28, 30. All basically to say, put a number to your goals. Number two, document your growth. So this mainly focuses on monitoring and tracking your progress throughout the month. This is taking your objective out of your brain, taking it from this abstract concept to something that is tangible right in front of you, whether on a piece of paper or on a screen, depending on how you do you. I personally need to write things down, and so I have a task journal where I write down my tasks every single day. I have the whole year broken down by week, and then every week gets one page spread. So on the right side, I have my daily tasks for the week, and then on the left side, I have my weekly objectives. That is where, during Ramadan, I'm able to document and track my Ramadan goals. Some people prefer the convenience of their phone, so they will use like the notes app or the tasks app. That's if you have an iPhone, if you have an Android. I, I, can't, I can't help you, I don't know about that life. But in general, just some sort of app on your phone to document your journey throughout the month. This is about visualizing your progress in front of you. I think we always tell ourselves, oh no, I'm gonna remember, I'm gonna remember. No, you won't. Especially the older you get, you're going to forget more. That's how it goes. And I know, I know for a fact, 
some of y'all are like that too. I'm not the only one. And I recognize that this is not easy for everyone. I am super, super type A. I love making Google Docs or Excel sheets for things like planning a vacation or a trip with my friends or family. I love creating documents and creating grids and systems and assigning tasks to people. That is 100% my thing. Some people are not like that and they like the fluidity and sometimes the chaos of it all. But one of the most important things that I learned working in marketing is the power of putting things down on paper. I don't know what it is mentally, emotionally, I don't know how or why, but it works. I think at the end of the day, we are all somewhat visual creatures and we need to see what we are working towards in order for us to work towards it. So document, track, monitor your growth however you want, but get it down on paper or screen. Number three, tell someone about your goal or do not tell someone about your goal. And this depends on what you already do right now, what you are accustomed to doing, and then doing the exact opposite of that. If you are used to keeping your goals very private and not telling anyone, try telling someone about your goals. Tell someone that you trust, someone that you're really close with. Tell them what you're working on this Ramadan and that way you feel a sense of responsibility and accountability to accomplish those goals now that someone else knows it. Putting a little pressure on you to accomplish your goals. Now I'm not saying go plaster it all over social media. I mean go tell someone that you are very close with that you know that respects your boundaries and respects your privacy because we still do want to preserve our intentions and ensure that we are trying to accomplish these goals for the right reason. That reason being to please Allah, not to please other people or to please the public. So you do have to be careful with your intentions on why you tell someone. But generally, if you share that information with just one person that you're really close with, it's a bit easier to manage your intentions alongside just asking Allah to purify your intentions. Now, on the other hand, if you are someone who is used to telling everybody about your goals and you are struggling this Ramadan with accomplishing your goals, try not telling anybody because what might be happening is mentally you telling everyone what you're doing and knowing that so many people have eyes on you, that itself might be what's holding you back from accomplishing your goals. Or you actually might be more concerned about what people think about you and think that you're doing all these really pious tasks, but not actually caring to work on them. So this also has to do with a little bit of intention on why you often share your goals with a lot of people. Not to be accusatory and say that that's why you do it, but that's just a possibility and we all gotta be a little self-aware sometimes, you know? So try not telling anyone. Try keeping it very private, not even your family. Just keep it between you and Allah. See how and if that has an influence on your ability to accomplish your goals for this Ramadan. And the thing is, there is beauty in both approaches, I feel. I think when you keep it between you and Allah, obviously you are preserving your intentions and you are proving that you were only doing it for his sake, which is extremely important and like the whole reason why we're on this earth. But also, if you are able to share your goal with someone who you are very close with and you can exchange your goals with one another and holding each other accountable for the month, that's beautiful. 
you're building your growth as Muslimin together with this sort of camaraderie. You guys are helping each other attain the goal of being closer to Allah. And that's so beautiful and valuable. So figure out on which side you tend to lean more towards and dabble on the other side a bit, but still making sure that you are asking Allah to purify our intentions to inshallah be doing it for the right reasons. Number four, be realistic base your goals on current circumstances. So when I hear people talk about achieving your goals during Ramadan on social media, I almost always hear, be realistic with your goals. It's a pretty common tip. But for me, this tip that I'm sharing is looking at being realistic based on your current circumstances. So one thing I realized as I was getting older, now that I am 30, subhanAllah, looking back at my life thus far, I've noticed how much easier Ramadan was when I was younger, especially like college years. I had so much energy, I had so much free time. The fact that I was like working full-time and going to school full-time, but I still just had so much like freedom. I had much less responsibilities than I do now, comparably. But generally, fasting then was just much more smooth. And I know that might not be the case for everyone. I recognize that that experience for me was a privilege and I acknowledge that. This is purely a reflection on my experiences. But as you get older, generally, the more responsibilities you have, you start having work responsibilities, you start having more responsibilities to your family, you start getting married, and then you have in-laws, and then you start having kids that you are responsible for 24-7. The older you get, the more responsibilities you have. And so when I say be realistic with your Ramadan goals, I mean be realistic based on where you are in your life, based on your number of responsibilities, based on the circumstances that you are experiencing right now. Like back when I was in college, it would have been way easier for me to read the entire Quran during the month of Ramadan. I can still do it now, alhamdulillah, but back then I was able to do that and go to Taraweeh like every single night and go help volunteer. I had just I had so much time. Now I have to set time, I have to look for time to do that. For another comparison, there might be a Muslim who is married and had a kid and this is their first Ramadan having a newborn in their house. So say this is a Muslim brother to make it comparable to me as a Muslim brother. Say this is a Muslim brother who is a dad, he's a husband, he has his full-time job to support the family, he has his in-laws, he has his parents and his siblings, and he has to manage all those relationships. His quote-unquote realistic goals for Ramadan are going to look very different from realistic goals back when he was 20 and wasn't married, didn't have kids. I think I had this very like linear perspective of Ramadan and it was kind of just like every year I have to grow. Okay, cool. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to have more responsibilities and things are just not as easy as they used to be. So every year I'm having to adapt to alter my objectives while simultaneously working on my ability to accomplish these goals while still maintaining my responsibilities in this life. And the reality is, that's not easy. It's difficult. But it does help to identify where you are in your life and realize that just because you were able to do X, Y, and Z five years ago does not mean you're going to be able to do it right now. Your circumstances are constantly evolving. Things come and go. People come and go. You got to adapt. And that's something that I learned from the marketing world and realizing that even though we have a very specific objective for this campaign, things go wrong. Got to learn how to be flexible. You got to be able to adapt. 
Same thing goes for your Ramadan goals. Look at where you are in your life. Look at your responsibilities. And then base your Ramadan goals on that. Don't think about 19-year-old you back in college, okay? Different time, y'all. Different lives. Number five, give yourself some tough love. Dot, dot, dot. When needed. Now, the inspiration for this one came from realizing at one point that I was kind of self-victimizing when reflecting on my my Ramadan goals and I would notice certain Ramadans where I would get to like the half point of Ramadan and not have accomplished a lot of my objectives and then it would just go downhill from there and the perspective I had of myself and my ability to accomplish these goals was just super super low and I think we all do this where we kind of just like sulk in the misery (laughs) because to be honest it's it's kind of easy it's much easier to look at your your failures and go, eh, what, what, what am I going to do now? This is just how I am. I suck. I suck at everything. <laughs> it's easier to just accept that. It's a lot harder to say, I suck. But tomorrow, no. Tomorrow, things are going to change. Tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to roll my sleeves up. And I'm going to get to what I need to get to. That is a lot harder than sulking in your misery. <laughs> Especially if you don't have someone to call you out on your mess, to call you out when you're overly self-victimizing to the point where you're not accomplishing any goal in or outside of Ramadan. I think especially out here in the West, we need to learn how to balance giving ourselves a break and giving ourselves some tough love. Now where we are in the past few years, especially on social media and this like hyper push towards self-love and self-care which is great but in moderate doses because if you're too into coddling yourself you're never gonna grow you're gonna be stuck yeah sometimes you need a break sometimes you need to just kick it back and relax but also sometimes you need to just pick yourself up and get going and so finding that balance between giving yourself some leeway some wiggle room but also giving yourself the push that you need to progress. If you're hitting the middle of Ramadan and you still haven't even started any of your goals, that's fine. Sulk a little bit. Take an hour. Take the whole day to sulk if you need. But tomorrow? No, 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 no. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow the sun will rise and Allah is giving you a complete new opportunity to do what you need to do. And keep in mind that every time that sun rises and you wake up breathing and healthy, that is Allah giving you the space to do what you know you should be doing. And on a day of judgment, when you're standing in front of Allah and you have to account for those days that you wasted self-victimizing too much, like, oof, oof. May Allah protect us from the fire of Jahannam. <laughs> Allahumma ameen. But in order to do this successfully, you just got to be more self-aware. You got to be objective with yourself. Don't always try to side with your yourself when debating these things. Don't always think that what you are feeling or what you are thinking is the right way. Maybe the other way is a valid option as well. Maybe you are the reason why you're not progressing. So occasionally give yourself a little tough love. Number six, focus on consistency, not bulk. So if your goal, using my previous example of reading more Quran, if your goal is to read 200 pages this month, don't try to read a quarter of it in one day and then take six days off and then read the next quarter and then take another six days off. While that might work, you're not developing your habit to reading Quran. 
more consistently because your goal of reading Quran should exist beyond Ramadan. Ramadan is a time for you to develop these habits so that you can do these things outside of Ramadan. So if you're spending so much time batching and doing it all at once versus every single day, you're not developing that habit that you can take into post-Ramadan. And we should be reading Quran whether it's Ramadan or not. It's about training your mind and training your body to where this task that you want to develop becomes second nature. Like if you generally don't pray all five prayers every single day, but you do want to work on that for this Ramadan, then if you focus every single day and you're consistent with your salah, by the end of Ramadan, you have your habit set in stone. It's good to go. Because if you can go 30 days with praying five times a day, then you can definitely do it afterwards. Focus on the consistency, focus on the habit that you are developing to make yourself a better Muslim. And finally, number seven, understand the difference between quantitative goals and qualitative goals. This is where it is important to distinguish between goals like wanting to pray more or read more Quran and goals like I wanna feel closer to Allah. Feeling closer to Allah is qualitative, it's a feeling. There's no number that you can put to it. Reading more Quran and praying more is quantitative. One is the what and the other is the how. When it boils down, all of our objectives should be feeling closer to Allah, having more Iman, having more Taqwa. Those are the things that we are trying to accomplish through quantitative goals. We grow our Iman by praying more, by reading more Qur'an, by not backbiting and not cussing. We have more taqwa and remembrance of Allah by doing more dhikr, by saying bismillah before we start everything. So quantifying your goals is a means to your qualitative goals, which all boils down to being closer to Allah, pleasing Allah. Understand the difference between those two, but also how they are interconnected. Now, I wish it were as easy as waking up one day and having more Iman and faith in Allah all of a sudden. That's just not how it goes though. But it seems like we were prescribed these forms of ibadah, these forms of worship like praying, Quran, charity, as a way to develop that faith and that Iman. I think it's also important to note, and this is something that I, I kind of want to make a, a whole episode on, but it's important to realize that we shouldn't be chasing this like spiritual high and like spiritual ecstasy that one gets from fasting and praying and, and going to the mosque. And then as soon as we lose that spiritual high, we're like, oh, I feel like my Iman is struggling. Mm. I think that's the moment where we need to sit and reflect and ask ourselves, are we doing these forms of ibadah because we want to please Allah and he asks us to do these things? Or are you doing these forms of ibadah because you want to feel some sort of connection to Allah that you don't always feel? Are you making it about you or are you making it about him? Because ideally, we should be making it about him. Reality is we're not going to feel that spiritual high all day, every day. Most of our days are going to be monotonous and repetitive. But that is how we are taught as Muslims to prove to Allah that we believe, that we are believers. That it's not always just about feeling my faith, it's about doing it even when I don't want to do it. But I do it because I want to please Allah. Sometimes there's, there's beauty in monotony. So back to the main point, distinguish between quantitative and qualitative goals and understand how they are interconnected. And don't chase the high 
chase the consistency, chase the the habit to prove to Allah that you are a true believer. So that is all I have to offer for today, you guys. Alhamdulillah, inshallah, you are able to benefit to some extent from these tips. Now, I do want to share an important note. I do recognize that all of these tips that I offered are about like systemizing and creating these processes that are more formalized and I get it, I know. But like I always stress, balance is key. Try not to get too caught up in the systemizing of your Ramadan goals. Because sometimes I feel like when I get too caught up in my systems and choosing the right way to track my progress, I sometimes feel like I get lost with that and forget that the main objective with all of this work is to be closer to Allah. If your head and mind is just too focused on the details of obtaining the goal, but forgetting why you even set the goal in the first place, it can be detrimental. So remember, we're doing all of this to please Allah. Also, like I've mentioned before, if you guys have a specific topic that you would like for me to discuss or address, during this Ramadan specifically with the topic pertaining to Ramadan itself, then drop a comment. Just let me know. I do read most of the comments, so that does help gauge what folks are generally interested in hearing. But y'all take care now. Have a beautiful evening or morning. Tell your family you love them and assalamu alaikum.